Yes, hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. My name is Jay Clark and can't wait for a monster round six of AFL action, of course. Round five gather and how good was it? As I say, uh, a big hello to this man who was probably best on. Uh, you were Nathan Brown, they sort of had the footy, but then afterwards when you kick on the pubs and restaurants, I've heard that you got the three votes. Not really, not really. <laughs> we had a good weekend though, loved it. Um, good that it's in Adelaide the next three years. The yep. Premier of that state did a great job um, and you didn't go. I missed out, yeah, but I've yes. already organised with the Ovens and Murray Football League yes. to, to make sure Yarrawonga next season has the bye yes. when gather round. <laughs> I, was, you know, I was looking at all these blokes, calling the footy and then out in the town having a good time. Yeah. So Stevie Johnson, of course, 500 goals for Geelong and GWS. So I missed out as well. It's like I was grounded. You know, you get grounded back by your mum back in the day mm. and you couldn't get allowed out of your room. I was a bit like that last weekend, so I was flat about that, but definitely want to get there next weekend. But did you see the jump up, boys, that bobbed up in the broadcast pretty much well through every game? The all-nations jump up. Yes, it's it's uh, represented, of course. Every team's colours are on, on that. It's a sports bet jumper, and it, uh, Tommy Flanagan, who's our man from sports bet, he was the most popular bloke, really, in Gather Round. He's trying to do a shoey there. I'm not sure if that's even his shoe. And it doesn't it just look absolutely magnificent? So many selfies and, you know, congratulatory pats on the back. It was amazing. And guess what we've got, Brownie? Have a look at him. Here is Have our man. Have a look at that jumper. Oh, there he is. This one with Gil McLaughlin who doesn't take selfies. <laughs> but we've got Flanners <laughs> here. Flanners, congratulations. Hello. So much time yes. on the broadcast. Yeah. How do you feel about it? And um, the second question after that is your teeth. They're, yes. they're glistening. <laughs> <laughs> they're big teeth. Beverage, I reckon. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, f- firstly, it's great to be here. Brownie, Jay, Stevie. Um, yes. Yeah, it was an incredible weekend. Gather around, mm. great celebration of footy over in Adelaide. Mm. And um, yeah, Chompers were, were looking yes. good as well. Yep. So who, yeah. tell us about who the, the people who just wanted to be a part of this and wanted to come up and have a selfie with you. Give us the roll call of sort of famous Australians that you were hanging out with. Oh, we had everyone. We had uh, well, up in the in the doppelhanger. Uh, we had, uh, t- what, Tony Modra and uh, Byron What's, Pickett and... Oh. Uh, Gavin Wanganeen, uh, Koshy came up and said g'day, yep. uh, had selfie with the Premier and yep. Sticks Kernahan and Gil, yep. as we saw on the screen there before, so it was, yeah, it was a bit of a wild ride and everyone was getting around me, but uh, great experience and nine games of footy, went to every single one of them, it was uh, pretty cool from, from start to finish, Jordan Dawson was on fire on the Friday, Tommy Papley, uh, sorry, uh, Papley on the Friday, Dawson on the Thursday. How many text messages for your on-air stuff? Uh, well, phone's blowing up for... Probably the first time ever. It's uh, it's yeah, just starting to go nuts. So um, yeah, it's a really enjoyable so, weekend. So out of these famous people that you met, tell us who who did you get to sign the Guernsey? Oh, we got yeah, that's Koshy there. Mm. Koshy. That's yeah, David, David Kosh there. Signing David Kosh yep. signing that one there, and then we got Byron Pickett there. Yep. Uh, on the back, we've got a few more. There's uh, Sean Burgoyne and oh. Darren Jarman and uh, Johnny Platten and yeah. Fair bit going but on there. So good. Flanners, you wore yeah. that to every game, but just still quite couldn't quite get a tan. What's the story there? Because in, you know the, the arms, <laughs> what's happening? You couldn't. Sort yeah. of... No, it's an interesting pigment that I've got here. It doesn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem to tan. I've been trying for 30, 30 odd years, but. Uh, uh, can't get there. Maybe a bit of pre-tanning before you got there would have been uh, <laughs> yeah. appropriate. We're, Might have been the go. You're fantastic, Flanner. The most popular man, of course, for Gather Round. We absolutely love it. An amazing jumper, Brownie. And I'll tell you what else has uh, caught my eye over the weekend. Well, this is in the paper. This caught my eye, Joe. Great intro here. And Stevie's <laughs> got his hand up for some reason. But this is Australian accountant Lucas Helmke. He set a world record this weekend for 3,200, as you can read on there. Mm. But uh, I, I've never seen an accountant present himself no. like that. Nice. But that 
reminded me yes. of a great mate of mine, an, an amazing feats that come about. Jake, the push-up king, got his nickname from a SOG camp we did. I think it was about back in 2008 or somewhere around. Yeah. He did 308 push-ups, but a lot. the advantage push-up had, where his yeah. arms only went to there on mine. He had the shortest arms, mm. so when he did like the push-up, a little T-Rex arms. <laughs> so he did a push-up. He was only that high off the ground. So I sent him that during the week, and I said, yeah. "What do you think about this?" And he yeah. said, "Are you looking for a punch in the face, mate?" <laughs> Oh, just on another note, boys. Yes. Flanners is still here. <laughs> he's not only taken over the gathering, he's taken over the show. Is there any other predictions for this week before you head off, mate? Um, oh, what games have we got? I haven't looked yeah. at the game. No, we're exact AP Push off, Flanners. Well done, Flanners. A lot of camera time for you. Well Talking done, of Flanners yes. and uh, the, 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 the big man Flanners, another big man was the yes. Chief. Yes. So back in the day, they, they had a VFL bench press competition. So right. every pl- every club could nominate a player. Hawthorne, they nominated the chief, Jason yeah. Dunstall, yeah. and he won it with 160 kilos bench press. So mm. who would win it back in your day at the Cats? Uh, James Podziartley. I reckon he'd, d- he'd top 160. Mm. Uh, yeah. Tommy Hawkins right up Moons. there. Moon's not so much. Not a big <laughs> bench press. Never a guy good, but he a... wasn't as strong as he looked. <laughs> really? <laughs> 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 a guy at the Bulldogs by the name yes. of James Cook started at Carlton. Yes. was brilliant in the uh, the prelims we played. James Cook, I reckon he could do about 160. Yeah, that's a lot. Hey, um, speaking of amazing feats, um, I've got one from the, the Journal. We've got a great friend of mine, a colleague, Mark Stevens. You play tennis with him occasionally. He cheats. Um, <laughs> he There's a couple of dubious line calls for Steve, though. <laughs> well, we have to test that. Uh, well, maybe we should do, instead of the goal-kicking competition, we should get you and um, Steve Owen, the Chief, yeah. on the, on the um, tennis court. We'll have a look at that match. Anyway, Steve Owen one day. So when we used to debate ideas and have discussions about footy and try and come up with ideas for stories, we, in the Herald Sun office, we used to kick the footy around or throw little balls around. That's just what we did over desks, over chairs, you know, little obstacles or, or whatever. And one day I kicked this ball to Steve Owen. He took this amazing mark with this great catcher or whatever. And he said, absolutely deadpan, boys. He goes, you know what? If, if there was the Olympics and one of the events was catching tennis balls or footies, he said, my wife and I would represent Australia in the doubles. He said that. <laughs> he and did. He said we would represent Australia. We are that good at catching stuff. Not only you know, like, him, but his wife yes. was in there as he, well. He said, <laughs> in mixed doubles. Because then he started making a story saying, because you know when you're in the pool and you're throwing tennis balls at, yeah. down to each other at the end, he goes, yeah, we would wear the green and gold. And so I was like working out whether he's <laughs> taking the mickey or not, but he was dead yeah, serious. Gen- genuinely serious. So Mark Stevens, just so you know, Amazing feats. He's an incredible catcher. Um, so there you go, Steve. I know. You yeah. Oh, I was just thinking about the, the signature on, on the jumper. Flanners is gone. Get over Flanners. Jumper. So Koshy's getting around signing autographs. But we used to have uh, an assistant strength and conditioning coach. Yes. Who would walk out into the car park without the players knowing if no one was around, yeah. and he would sign all the autograph, sign his autograph to the fans out the front. The Thinking kids. he was a player. They thought he was a player, and he (laughs) acted like he was a player, and he loved it. Who was this man? What's his name? His name was Tommy something, and I can't (laughs) his surname doesn't come to me right at the moment, but he knows who he is. Um, I am not sure about that behaviour. Stephen, speaking of it, it's time for Are You Sure? Right, Brownie, I'm going to ask you straight up. Is Melbourne the team to beat for the premiership? 
No, not the only team to beat for the Premiership. I think there's many chances at the moment. Collingwood lead that pack. I think Geelong are going to come good at the end of the season. Um, so, no, there's there's plenty of options. What are your doubts on Melbourne? Uh, the doubts on Melbourne are uh, injuries. We've seen. I said at the start of the year, Max Gorn was their most important player, so mm. they've missed him. And then when Lever goes out, mm. I thought they were uh, not, not rudderless last week, but they just looked a little bit... Um, Vulnerable. Vulnerable is a very good word Thank down you. back, and I mm. thought Essendon beat them up around the football. So, look, it's anyone's premiership at the moment. Mm. Stevie Collingwood have been patching things up in the ruck, potentially. Nathan Kruger comes in uh, for this one. Mid-season draft coming up. Do you think Collingwood should go after a ruckman in the mid-season draft? Well, I don't think they are going to get a ready-made ruckman in the mid-season draft. Maybe if it was a trade period, they'd go after someone like Sean Darcy, yep. who's probably not going to be looking at a premiership now at Fremantle, who may be able to be attracted. Mm. Um, they're certainly lacking depth in their ruck stock, so um, they should definitely go for one at the end of the year. Randy, are you sure fans should still be booing Jason Horn francis No, they should. I, I don't understand what they're booing about, though. Yep. Like, I can understand some players get booed. Like, I played with Tane Liberatore, who yeah. was just a, a gouger and a scratchy on a brown low medal, but mm. he was everybody's worst player for the opposition. Then they hated him, so mm. they booed him. So I understood that. I don't understand why they're mm. booing a young man who's only 18 or 19 years of age. I don't get it. I agree with you there, Brownie. Hey, uh, Stevie, are you sure Carlton will make the finals in 2023? Yeah, I'm definitely sure of that. I think uh, there's still massive upside in the way that they're going about their footy. They were stiff to miss last year. I think they've, they've learned some val valuable lessons and uh, they'll be better for it. Massive game against St Kilda. Brownie, are you sure there is anyone in the competition who is good as Marcus Bontempelli? Uh Yeah, he's up there in the top three to five. I think Jeremy Cameron's playing better football at the moment. Clayton Oliver is certainly there. Marcus Bontempelli, uh, they need him to win games. I think he's their barometer but there's certainly players playing better. Stevie, to finish us off, uh, free agency, always massive news. Are you sure Harry Himmelberg will stay at GWS? I'm not sure about that at all. Oh. I think uh, there'll be Victorian clubs, or um, well, every, every club in the competition would love to have someone like him on their list because he's so flexible, can play in defence, yeah. can play forward, kick a goal. Super. Um, yeah. He can play on the wing, he, yeah. he can play inside mid. Yeah. Um, he's that agile for a big man. And I think the Sydney Swans will come after him because he does love it up in Sydney. Um, I just can't see how uh, the Giants could match yep. a rival bid of maybe up to 900000 for Himmelberg when they're yep. paying all these other guys so much You reckon he could have paid nine hundred? Yeah, I think in the, be. in the current market, yeah. 900000 yeah. yeah. He's a free agent. He's a good player, but he's not nine hundred, is he? Well, he? He would be an all-Australian all centre-half back. So if you think about maybe someone like Dane Rampey going out mm. at Sydney, he's probably on 750-odd, right. coming to the end of his career. 900. Ready-made defender that can be all-Australian. Is he consistent he's enough for 900? Worth. Well, he's probably got to develop that bit. No, I think he would be. Good player. He'd be more Absolutely. consistent as a defender. Yeah. yeah. As a forward, it's a little bit harder to be, to have that consistency when you're not the actual main. Well, playing defence is a lot easier than playing forward. Mm. When, when you that. can't make it as a forward, you move to that's defense, exactly right. Brownie getting nine hundred—that's almost as much as you got to go from the Western Bulldogs uh, to Richmond. Uh, of course, that has been. Are you sure? <laughs> It's maybe not quite 900, uh, Brownie, but uh, it was still a good deal for you to go to Western Bulldogs to Punt Road, of course. Hey, some massive games this weekend, of course. Uh, Melbourne, Richmond, Anzac Day evening, Collingwood, Essen on Tuesday for the Anzac Day clash. But Saturday night, it's a grand final replay, a huge game, boys, between the Cats and the Swans. Geelong's first game back at Cadinia Park. And it does remind me, Stevie, of course, of the famous 2005 semi-final. You remember?
remember Brownie, Anthony Hudson. Secret, I don't believe it. The Nick Davis goal at the end of pinched over line. It was heartbreaking for the Cats. I was there, Stevie. What are your, what are your recollections? It was probably, what was it the toughest moment of your career or one of? It was one of, and it still haunts me 18 years on, to be honest, boys, mm. because uh, there was a moment there with about a minute to go where I had an opportunity to maybe just take the ball across the line and oh. get a stoppage on the half-forward, oh. half-back flank oh, for us. You're taking blame. I take I accept a bit of responsibility for the ball ending up in deep in their forward fifty. Because eight years Davis ago, was you could handball it over and you'd be <laughs> throw it in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not sure if you've seen the footage up, you know, up close, but uh, there is that moment that well, still does. When you me. suggested to put this in the chat during the week, <laughs> I went and got the vision because I thought you <laughs> needed to watch it. Oh, just oh, to well, see. Yeah. I don't want to relive much. it again. Now, let's have a look at it. Big uh, Leo Barry pushes it forward. There you are, Stevie, with Ablett now. Come on, Stevie. This just has to hit the boundary. If yes. you push this over the boundary line, that is just a throw in yes. every day of the week. This is 2005, yes. mind you. Stevie, get Take oh, it out, Stevie. What have you done? No. Cost us the flag again. See, Scala missed it too, though. Oh, yeah, but at never, least oh, no. Scala got pushed out of the way. Stevie just was like, he's in fairyland oh, for some a reason. Of fumbles there, what too, happened? Isn't there? I just didn't want to get done for deliberate. I thought is the, the ball's going to get there. The ball's going to get there anyway. I don't, you know. So no possession. I was in two minds. I, didn't even I made, have the, I made the wrong decision. There was no deliberate back right. then. No. I do take a little bit of solace in the fact that that particular game we had three or four players injured. We right. would have had to have then played St Kilda the week so after. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have won it that blame, year. So blame, a 60%, mm. 70% for you? Well, Joshy Hunt, you just got to get golf side of Nick Davis. <laughs> oh, across oh. him. Bit of a check. Oh. Nick Davis. That was a nice moment for Nick Davis. Has it, he, that was the only game I ever seen him play well. <laughs> I was in the rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to Nick, who'd be watching. Um, Big fan of the show. Yes, clearly. I was in the rooms after that game. I was up there in Sydney, and the, it was tense, Stevie. As the players and the coaching staff, Mark Tom, was headless walking past me there only small change rooms back then take us into those rooms because that it was emotional and angry yeah oh he was extremely critical of us um did he bring up that uh, he didn't bring up my moment in right. particular, but well, he, he went through the whole team and said that you've got to learn from this experience and never want to have this feeling in the re for the rest of your footy careers. Mm. Unfortunately, we, we bounced back at, at the start of 2006. We won the pre-season... Um, Grand final, what at the NAB Cup, and then uh, we went on a bit of a bender and celebrated for two <laughs> weeks and missed the finals that year. Now, wasn't the only person who came up short that night because obviously Stevie did that. But mm. I got a little birdie told me that you weren't overly happy with the paper that you wrote no. for the game, no. the match review. Yeah, a bit younger um, than Brownie, sort of 22 at the time. And so it was... were you trying to get it out by three quarter time? So well, you you yeah. tried to predict the cats would win. Well, you got to file on the sirens. So when the game ends, that is when you got to submit the story because it's got the paper's got to be printed. You need enough time to do that. So three-quarter time, Steve, as you remember, you're up by four mm. goals. I'm writing the story. Cats, historic win. Steve Johnson, outstanding. You know, they've done it. And then Nick Dagos kicked his first goal. I'm like, oh, plus Dagos. But Cagle with the Cats. And they kicked his second goal. I'm like, well, mini challenge from Sydney. Then he kicked his third goal. Like, oh, I'm rewriting. I'm retyping the whole thing. Long story short, it wasn't my best match report. And we're out in the bar. Not sure so it was all there. pro Cats. And then, oh, by the way, Sydney won. Basically. So that was the first line. Well, Sydney won this great final. Nick Davis kicked these last goals. Oh, but how good were the Cats? So I stuffed it up. It's all part of the learning. Anyway, I'm at the bar. It's four or five o'clock in the morning. The sun's coming up in Sydney. And I'm feeling flat. I'm in the, I'm in the corner with a couple of the Cats sort of coach 
coaches and staff and media crew. And Ken Hinckley comes over, of, of all people. I wasn't expecting this, and he puts his arm around me, says, Jay, I see you're a bit flat. What's the problem, son? I go, well, my, I've written a shocking match report, blah, blah, blah. And then he's, started, he's given me this Mel Gibson-style Braveheart speech, this inspirational sort of motivational rev up. And by the, by the time I walked out and the sun was up in this bar, I was feeling a million bucks again. So I always thank Kenny. He probably saved my career. You're working at a TV, uh, yeah, reminds, T-shirt shop. Reminds me of that one he did at Bell Park. You've seen that on YouTube? Yes. He's a great motivator, Ken Hinckley. And you saw after the win last weekend, see all the players go to Kenny Hinckley and hug him, grab him, pat him on the head. The connection he still shares with the players, I would say, that he has still got them in the palm of his hand, do you think? So did you get a clip from the Herald Sun? So who was the boss back then, Michael? It's a Geelong advertiser. Mark Sheen? It was a Geelong advertiser. Well, I was cutting, I was cutting my it's teeth, Brownie. It's, it's fair very lucky. This is when you're living with your mum still at 24. Very lucky yes. to get into the after-match function, I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, yeah, it is a bit weird, yeah. letting the journal in back then. Like, these days, people coexist, but back then... Well, we weren't I, aliens, Brownie. We can talk English. You know, it's all good to hang out. Who knows? Okay, very good. Hey, the Geelong and Sydney massive game, of course. The grand final uh, replay. The Swans undermanned in defence. I don't think either of the McCartans are, are playing. Joel and Marty's still out. I think your mate Lance Franklin's got some knee. Sauna's still here, Stevie. So they, they look a bit vulnerable. Is that fair to say against the Cats who have turned the corner? Yeah, well, we know how hard Geelong are to beat down at Cadinia Park. So um, they're up against it. Um, Geelong's sort of found a little bit of form the last yep. couple of weeks in fits and spurts. Um, no no match-up there for both Cameron and Hawkins, so I expect mm. one of those two to, to have a really big day at the office. Mm. Sydney needs to needs to bring their pressure. They're the number one pressure team in the competition. If they don't bring that, it'll be one-way traffic for Geelong. Mm. Tom Atkins went to Tim Kelly, did a pretty good job. Tim Kelly only had 22. They broke the tag late, so he got a fair few late. Do you reckon Tom Atkins goes to Chad Warner? Because he's the man most likely out of the middle to take it away from the Cats. Yeah, they potentially could. I think a lot of teams these days back their midfields um, to get the job done. They don't necessarily bring a tagger in for a centre bounce because they back their, you know, they don't want to take away from their ability mm. to clear and get the ball in their front half. But um, he could certainly come up from maybe half forward and lay a tag that way and have a... F- Midfielder spitting <laughs> forward, but uh, I'm not sure what your thoughts are. <laughs> on, on you this game? Dentist, did you? It was a, a, a centimetre thing that you wanted to hit. Did you say, oh, "I just want them real long, real long, real white"? Yes. <laughs> Who's your tip yeah. for this game? The Cats or uh, Sydney? Swans. Oh, Swannies. Yes. Swannies. Yeah. Take it in your park. Yeah, no, it's Swannies. Swannies yes. won't like the. Uh, no McCartans. Yep. Yeah, buddy, buddies out. Flag being unfurled in front of the Swans, I reckon that'll irk them a little bit, and they'll get up and about and Ooh. get them. Yeah. They, they no, I'm Marty. No, Marty. Interesting. I think we're tipping the so, cats. Flanners, you've had more. Ga- gather rounds over, Jay. Like, look, come on, Flanners. <laughs> Mate, this is our show now. Your, your show was last week, uh, right? So. Take something, boy. Thanks. Keep it on your mate. Flanners. All right, we've got more massive games to discuss coming up next on In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Yes, welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Round six, uh, it's going to be an absolute monster. Some massive games, of course, Nathan Brown and Steve Johnson. Um, the, the, some of the pressure, some of the storylines around the coaches are really starting to build, aren't they? And always a, a big story. Remember Mike Sheen telling me one day, the biggest story every season will always be the coach who's under the most pressure and who departs their football club each season. And I look at Gold Coast and I look at West Coast. You've got Stuart Jew and Adam Simpson. So either of you guys think that they will remain as senior coaches of the Suns and the Eagles beyond this season? 
I know it's a hard question. Well, Simpson's got about 16 injuries, so they're not going to come out of that. They're not expected to win more than about five games this season, I wouldn't have thought. No, no it's a low yeah. bar, but it's, I just wonder with West Coast. He did win a, a premiership. So he got tickets in the bank? Well, I reckon it's a bit of a conversation. I reckon it'd be a mature conversation throughout the season. You know, do you want to keep doing it? Do you feel like you're getting the response? What do the players think? I just, I wonder, like if they keep getting flogged every week, it's got to take it out of the group. And is he the right man to go again? He maybe might, might consider some opportunities in Melbourne or around so the league. both need a fresh start to so the players and well, also a, a new challenge for Adam Simpson and a new club. Well, I don't think that, we haven't been talking about Adam Simpson much. This hasn't been a conversation, but I think it will start to fire up. I'm Unless they can sort of reverse the trend, even with the injuries. That injury list has grown. I think Shannon Hearn, Elliot Yeo's out this week. The two's got belted by 169 points. So the injuries are a factor. I just wonder whether it could be time for a change. And you look at Gold Coast, Stuart Jew, I know they've been building under him. What do you yeah. think is the predicament for him? It's been a poor start to the year. So uh, they play North Melbourne at their home ground, which is Challenge Bank Stadium now. Or Heritage Bank. Heritage Bank Stadium. Um, they can't lose that, otherwise yeah. he's in some trouble. But you never want to see a coach, I know that the media like to build it up, but you don't want to see a coach lose his job. Of it's almost not. like I feel really bad when that happens. Um, there's obviously some supporters who are happy because they want the coach moved yeah. on, but it's someone's livelihood. Yeah. Most of the coaches have got kids and they've got yeah. families, and it'll be a hard time and, for and all did, of them. Didn't Treaders yep. get it wrong on Kenny? Did. Oh, it couldn't have got it any more wrong. Could have. So, do you reckon absolutely. he's welcome back at their footy club right at the moment? You tell us, it'd be awkward, wouldn't it? I think it would be extremely awkward. I yeah. mean, he's just called yeah. for the coach's head and he's been a, a... It's not like Kenny Hinckley's his f a first-year coach. He's got some runs on the yeah. board. He's taken them to yeah. prelim finals. He's still got the players playing for him and they've responded. Yeah. And it's only round six. So the context how does this. it work with an article? So, like, do you all sit down, say you're at the Herald Sun or mm -hmm. uh, whether you're at Triple M, do you say, OK, who is under the pump? Yep. Who is going to write the article? It could take you back to the Mike Sheehan days. How would it work back just, then? Because you used to have yep. more footy writers back then. So yep. how does it work and how does it get divvied up? I think you just talk to people at the club and get a feeling for because and I ask people at Port Adelaide, they say that the boys are door Ken. So you've you got know? to make the phone calls. Yeah, of course. You've got to be trying to get yourself into the actual feeling rather than just speculate. You knew at Carlton. Do you feel David like there's was media people right now who don't, do the phone calls and who just speculate and might write an article just to see where it goes. Not saying Herald Sun, not saying yeah. just anyone in, in the media, well, because there's so many people that cover the game. If you're a chief football writer, you can write things about how you, like Mark Robinson, Carolyn Wilson, Jake Noel, you can write your observations and because they hold that respect and that you can have your opinion, but I would say that behind the scenes they're making 5, 10, 15 phone calls to try and fill in some of the gaps. The context of this coach chat, of course, is the change at Essen and the change at St Kilda and the extraordinary starts. Both those club's fresh uh, breath of air and they've been absolutely spectacular over the first five weeks of the season and that is why it's time for Brownie Would You Rather. Yes, it's time for Would You Rather. Gee, the sliding doors around this Carlton St Kilda game are fascinating, Brandy, because Carlton a couple of years ago had the choice. They looked uh, at Ross Lyon. They thought he had the job, but then the process got a bit confusing. They went with Michael Voss, yeah. and Ross Lyon doing amazing things at St Kilda uh, this year. When you compare these two guys, do you think, would there be any regret from a Carlton perspective? And I'm not potting Vossie here, but would, would Carlton be thinking, gee, Ross Lyon, he, he was, and he's a special coach. Let, special coach. Let's have a look at some of his 
these some of the stats between the two now. And Ross Lyon, obviously, a lot more experienced in the coach's box. But if you go back to that sliding doors moment two years yeah. ago, Randy, what would you be? What, what Grass is always greener, it seems. But Michael Voss has got Carlton playing good footy. That was poor last week. Yeah, but yep. That was their first loss of the season. So if you come to round six and you said that Carlton have only had one loss to start the season, you'd be pretty happy. And you'd be saying Michael Voss is doing a great job. So yep. uh, Ross Lyon, I'd choose. I'd, I'd obviously choose Ross Lyon because I've had the um, the ability to work with him for two years on Triple M, and he taught me a lot about the game from a coaching point of view that yeah. I hadn't thought of as a player. And then you speak to guys like Nick Rewalt, Joe Montagna, Nick Del Centre, Brennan Goddard. They love him. Yeah. They love him. They would go to war for him. So um, when the the way they speak about him glowingly, yeah. that's the sort of player or the coach you want to play for. And uh, I'm going to choose Ross because yeah. I don't really know Vossi. You played against Ross Lyon coach teams. Those St Kilda sides at their peak, Jono, I mean, it's just really clear the brand of football they played then, and clearly St Kilda very consistent the way they're playing now. Yeah, he's always had his teams really well drilled, and they're very strong defensively, which we see right at the moment St Kilda's the number one defensive team in the competition, so mm. he's clearly done something right over a short period of time. Mm. I find it hard to draw comparisons to a bloke that's coached 130 games to yep. a guy that's coached 300. Yep. But if I was choosing a team I'd, I'd want to be coaching right at the moment, it is Carlton. They've got a more talented list. It'll be interesting to see at the end of the season who finishes higher. Yeah, going to be a big game. There's no doubt about that. The Blues versus the Saints. The Blues here, fellas, clearly got the better list, but it is the discipline and the brand of the Saints, which, as we said, has been sensational. How do they stop the Carlton big forwards? It's a story around Carlton every week, Brandon. Well, they've got the best one-on-one defender in the competition. So they've got Callum Wilkie, yep. who averages over 20 disposals a game as well. So he can do it one way, he can do it the other. He'll get Kerno. I don't think he's big enough for Harry Mackay. Mm. So that is the crux of the battle. If he can stop Charlie Kerno, St Kilda win. How do you think both teams are travelling, Stevie? They're both going really well, as yep. we know, with Even their ladder Carlton? positions. Yeah, I think they've still got some upside, Carlton, but yep. um, it's going to be interesting. I think St Kilda, you know, they've bought into the Ross Lyon brand. Yep. They're the, the, best, the best defensive team in the competition. Um, and Carlton's got some real firepower ahead of the footy. The good thing about St Kilda is Brad Crouch has really stood up in the absence of Jack Steele last week. He had 30-plus possessions, nine clearances. Um, so he's really taken his game to a new level this season. No Caminiti for the Saints, of course, who's been a revelation. Uh, boys, Tim Membry comes back into that team. So it's going to be a fascinating, and I think a big eye on the coach's box and the strategy and the game plans for this one because I think whoever wins, it will be a storyline. Speaking of big games, let's move on to Melbourne versus Richmond. Anzac Day Eve, the atmosphere for this match is electric. We know Collingwood and Essendon is the main Anzac Day game, but this has really built over the last few years. And Melbourne, can you believe it, got punched in the mouth, uh, Brownie and Jono. By the boys. Yeah, by they did. And yeah. they look, look uh, they look rudderless without Jake Lever, and they don't have Max yep. Gorn, obviously, at the moment. So Max Gorn will come back in the next couple of weeks. But for me, the story more is Richmond, because I know Melbourne are going to respond, and Melbourne are going to play finals. Melbourne are probably going to be top four, where to. Richmond are on the verge of missing out on the eight. So you look at a club like Adelaide. You know, do, Does your club have someone that can go and do a Jordan Dawson? So he's been a halfback. Even Rory Laird, they're both halfback flankers. Outside, we thought, players, nice yep. by foot, but could yep. they ever be an inside midfielder? Yep. So you've got to look at yourself and go, can somebody do that? Now, yep. they're doing it with Liam Baker at Richmond because they're plotters through the midfield. They need pace. Yep. Shea Bolton has done bits and pieces in there. Probably not the fittest player. Mm -hmm. uh, does he defend? I'm not sure. But, I mean, I'd be rolling the dice and saying, Baker and Bolton, I want you as my two-star 
starting on ballers every week and then you roll through Tarano and hop it for a bit of strength around the edges. But they need pace and they need some polish. wow and pizzazz in there and some polish. And I yep. think those two players, yep. give it to them. What are you seeing at Richmond? Why? Where's the breaking down from, John Ohm? Yeah, I think they're uh, pretty strong as bigger bodies, but they haven't been able to to connect going forward to the footy. So bringing in some class into that midfield, like a Bolton, spending more time. And and you've mentioned whether they can be strong enough defensively. Well, they've just got to put the score on the board. Mm. Um, clearly this week, it's an important game for them to actually really buy in and have some defensive intent. That's what Essendon brought last week against Melbourne. They scored heavily off intercept possessions. Um, but if they let uh, Melbourne get going, well, they're the, the highest scoring team in the competition and, as well. And that is that, it's interesting you say that, the Richmond brand, they have been one of the best score-off intercepts team yeah. in the competition. Nathan Broad, Alex Rance, that's how they built that Premiership era. So they can do it and they Since are... 2018, I'll give you a stat. Go on. They've given away 55 more 50 metre penalties than any other side. Ill discipline. Mm. Well, the coach played play on the edge a bit, or he played on the edge. Yeah, but even when they were winning premierships, they were still they still had a little bit of ill discipline and they'd give away free kicks, but now it's a little bit more highlighted because yep. they're not winning as yes, much. Yes, the unsociable Tigers, a bit like the Hawks. Hey, we're going to talk about the massive game, Essendon versus Collingwood. Genuine Anzac Day blockbuster going to be sold out at the MCG. That's coming up next on In the Back Pocket. Yes, welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. It's always interesting when players and clubs go out to restaurants and they normally rock up a, a big bill and, you know, always a bit of a debate about whether they should be paying or not. I think we need to ask the great man Stevie Johnson in Stevie A or Stevie Nay. Yes, yeah, time to straighten up on Stevie A or Stevie Nay. Anthony Caminiti, one of the big tribunal stories uh, this week. Stevie, was he stiff to get three weeks? Yes! Yeah, I think he was. I think what happened was uh, Murphy had gone at him and thrown sort of a chest punch and Caminiti's gone to retaliate and it was at the time where Murphy had slipped and it just got him high. So um, the young fellow's missing three weeks, which is uh, a little unlucky. bit unlucky. Will Essendon make top four? Yes. Ooh. Well, you know, I think they're, they're showing every sign that they actually can. You yeah. know, I, I haven't been a believer so far, but to win the way they did against Melbourne was outstanding. The acid test will come against another strong opposition on Anzac Day. The big captain's out too. Mm. I'll need their other mids to stand up. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a big call on Essendon, Stevie. Uh, what about Harry Himmelberg? So good last week. Is he better back? Uh, sorry, is he better forward than back? What do you think? No. No, I think uh, Harry Himmelberg plays his best footy as a defender. Gee. Mm. Um, I think if you're lining him up... Uh, in the back line, um, he has every chance to be an all-Australian player, and I'm surprised why they haven't done that. I know he had some, he's had some really good moments in the last couple of weeks forward, mm. but the way they want to play and slingshot that ball and play quickly, he's the best kick coming out of defence, and he can intercept and generate that uh, score-off turnover. So he, he would be an all-Australian defender. He's probably not going to be an all-Australian forward. One of the big free agents here is looking at a big payday, Harry Himmelberg. No doubt about that. Dangerous tackles been a massive topic this week, clearly. Uh, do you think players are milk? This, 100% yes. Yeah, I actually think they are. I actually think players are, are standing up in the tackles knowing mm. that, um, that they've got to get dumped and that's a chance to get a free kick. And I don't know about you, Nath, but I would basically put myself in harm's way to draw to a, free a free kick. kick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For a goal. Any day of the week, particularly if you're yeah. within 30 metres of goal, you put your head in, yeah. you're looking for <laughs> knees to try and drive your head in to, yeah. to draw a free <laughs> kick. Have you heard about the concussion crisis at the moment? This is why. This is why. Yeah, I know, but... Um, you know, everyone loves to loves to get another kick of the footy. Adelaide, gather around. 
Every man and his dog, every woman was there, everybody was there, right? Mm. Except one man, our man Steve. Even the, the hanger-on media people were there. <laughs> so did Triple M leave him out for disciplinary reasons? <laughs> No, 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 no. No, I haven't made a mistake yet. I've actually been well behaved. And, uh, um, but I have contacted the Ovens of Murray and said that um, uh, next year, uh, gather round, can you make sure Yarrawonga's got the bike? Because I just all I can hear of all these blokes having fun over there and you hear the croaky voices on the Sunday. I'm thinking, I've missed an opportunity here. This is quite amazing that but I asked the question about you. You did. And, and he took it as himself. Yes. What was that? Thinking about Stevie yeah. Yes. I asked about him. Yes. He got left out. Yes. Oh, he got left yeah. out. Yeah. Okay, for discipline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a clash. Anyway, let's move on. Hey, um, well, I think we had a situation where one of the Melbourne clubs went to an Adelaide restaurant, maybe didn't want to pay for their dinner, or there was a discussion about how much of their dinner should they have paid for. Um, they <laughs> may have prepaid it also. Oh, you're going with stories, though. Eh? <laughs> very uh, confusing, Brownie. Um, Stevie, should clubs and players, while they're in Adelaide for Gather Out, be picking up their own restaurant bills? Uh, yes, yes. The simple answer is yes, yes, you should always pay for your meals. Very good. It was funky. That was Stevie Yay or Stevie Nay. <laughs> wasn't our smoothest segment, I don't think, Brownie, uh, because you pointed at me but actually said Stevie. Well, I did. I could have been clear. I apologise. But he was left out. He was filthy that he wasn't in Adelaide. Yeah. Tom Brown was over there. Um, oh. And it just upset the man yeah. over here. And I felt like that might be just a clip coming from uh, you and Giles at Triple M just to... Just to keep your head just a bit right. of yeah. I, I just heard disciplinary <laughs> and Stevie and I thought, what have I done? <laughs> yes. And you said it right this time too, so uh, yeah. that's good. Hey, um, that has been, of course, Stevie Yeah or Stevie Nay. Massive game coming up this weekend. Collingwood on Tuesday, Collingwood versus Essendon, and both teams going well. So sometimes with the Anzac Day game, Johnny can have one team up and one team down, but they, both these teams, I mean, Collingwood, we're, we're, we've been impressed by, obviously, Stevie, but Essendon have been one of the most improved teams in the competition. This should be a cracker. Yeah, this will be a cracker, and this is the big acid test for, for Essendon. Obviously, coming off a big win against Melbourne, I thought, uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of confidence in Essendon no. with who they'd beaten before that. So this is a massive matchup. Uh, whether they can go with Draper and Phillips in the, in the ruck, Collingwood, I think that's where Essendon's going to get uh, first use of the ball. So mm. uh, guys like uh, young Darcy, mm -hmm. Parrish, Parrish, mm -hmm. back to back 40 possession games on Anzac Day, the last two. So um, expect him to play really well. With Merritt being out, do they have the depth Essendon to get enough of the football in the midfield. I know they've got players who roll through there, but I look at Collingwood and they've got Sidebottom who can roll through. They've got Josh, Josh Dacos. Uh, they've got Crisp who can roll through yep. there. I just feel like they're back, back a little bit deeper yep. than Essendon. Um, fascinating contest, though. Yep. It's great to see the Bombers, and I, like you, uh, keen to see how they back up because they hadn't beaten anybody, and they smashed Melbourne around the footy last week. Ben, yeah. ben go, I was just going to say, just with, with that Draper and Phillips, Phillips is 31. He's probably had the best game of his career last, yes. yeah. last week. They've kicked five goals between them, yep. and we know how low Collingwood are in their ruck stocks. Yep. So that's why it doesn't matter who you're going to have in there, they're going to get first look. So you've got rock music, you've got heavy metal music, <laughs> and then you've got death metal music. So Andrew Phillips is a death metal head. So, you know, the screaming, Pumps the hards you can get, yeah. that's what he likes. So yeah. before a game, yeah. he listens to death metal. 
No, I reckon a Drake would too. Yeah. He looks like a death We've got to move on, boys. Ben Hobbs coming in uh, for the Bombers. You think Ben in standing form for the VFL Bombers. Anzac Day medal. Always yeah. a uh, a day cost. Look at this. He's, he's half the quote of everybody else. Amazing. Yeah, very Are they going to sure. tag him or is he going to have 45 I'm not positions? sure they've got anyone that does tag him. Does it, does it break up what they want to do? Snelling. So let's have a look at some value. Mason Redmond value for the Bombers if they win it. Mm-hmm. Scotty Pendlebury's always value. Josh Dacos for me, the other Dacos is some good value, but there is big value there. Nick Dacos, it's too short for me to back him at 375. Draper, $17. He could easily be best on again this could week. Could be, certainly. Absolutely. I think Nathan Kruger's a chance to ruck for Collingwood, but they've been decimated in the ruck. Scotty Pendlebury, he, he's done it so many times on the big stage Don't before. Stop talking about oh, see, he is certain value. Now, um, same game at Multi. What do you think uh, here, uh, Brownie? Um, Darcy Parrish, you mentioned before, when Zach Merritt goes out, it does become a bit of the Darcy Parrish yep. show. So you think he would have plenty of the footy, of course. Now, the $100 play, of course, we look forward to this every weekend. We do. Uh, Brownie, we've been missing one leg each lately. Hey, remind yep. us, what happened last week? You, uh, well, we're going to bring it up. Okay. So here yeah. it is here. We both lost on Melbourne. Oh. So we both were going, both on quite well, but Melbourne cost us. I thought they were absolute certainties against the Bombers, but whether Simon Goodwin uses that just as a little cattle prod, Max going back in for the Demons so this got, week. I've got two bets this week. Got two bets this week. The first one sent us around Ooh. Friday Night Football and the Western Bulldogs, they beat Fremantle and Bailey Dale will bounce back. Got tagged last week, Bailey Dale, and yeah. they didn't kick many points. So $50 on those two. And then a head-to-head again. Brisbane to win, Geelong mm-hmm. to win, Melbourne to win, Collingwood to win. Okay, you'll sound confident. What do you think, Stevie? Well, I've put a bit of time into this one this week, okay. so so um, I've gone with quite a few legs. Long. They're short, but they all add up to $3.60. So those people out there that have lost a little bit of faith, I'm only down by $60, mm. and I will end up in front by the end of the season. So this yep, is the time like to get on one. me when I've I actually like put one. some thought into it. So yep. Jordan Dawson, just the 20 plus. That's not a bad one. So Jordan Dawson been averaging 25. Does in he get guts. tagged this week? He'll so still find maybe him. McGuinness from Hawthorne. That's where I'd be ooh, a bit nervous for you, Stephen. <laughs> Well, he's been getting 25. If he mm. gets tagged, we'll take him back to still plus 20. 20. <laughs> right, boys. Tom Hawkins also. I'm with you, Stevie. I reckon he'll have a field day against that Sydney back line. Missing the two McCartans. You've both been sensational. Love the episode today. Thanks so much for watching. This is In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. We'll see you next week. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.